Welcome to the Victorious Life TV broadcast. I'm Lisa Boldo and I'm super excited to be with you all tonight. And so in this broadcast, I'm going to be talking about the key to unwavering faith. Oh my gosh. You know, last week I was really excited because the Lord gave me a download, a revelation, and I always back everything up with scripture. And even when the Lord speaks things to me, sometimes I'm like, Lord, I need a scripture, or I may know part of the scripture, but this is really exciting. So it's almost like a continuation of last week's, you know, where I talked about um, the title of last week was, let me see, it was Speak Only Life. So, okay. And I see you guys jumping on, so hello, hello. And I, I don't want to just start naming individually because, you know, we could be here for a while and I feel bad for the people that I, you know, don't say their names. So hello, hello, and welcome. So again, in this broadcast, I'm talking about the key to unwavering faith. You know, a lot of times people are believing for something, right? And Maybe they're not seeing the manifestation, they don't see it, time goes by, you know, what's going on. So I'm going to address some of that tonight in just what I'm talking about. First of all, we know about the power of words. I hope that by now you understand the power of your words. Your words give life to things and they give death to things, right? And I am going to give you scripture tonight because this... It, God confirms his word, right? Okay, so Proverbs 18, 21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they who indulge in it, right, those who are speaking, talking, right, they're going to eat the fruit of it. They're going to eat the fruit of what they say, meaning the results are the, is the fruit. So those who speak words, right, you're giving life or death, which is the fruit of your words. It's the results of the words that you speak. Man, I'm telling you, it's like your words, they're a weapon. You can use them for good or you can use them for evil. So we always want to pay attention, you know, to the words that we speak. Jesus said in Mark 11:23, truly I tell you, whoever says to this mountain, be lifted up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt at all in his heart, but believes what he says, it will be done for him. Some translation says, and it will happen. It will happen. So it means the same thing. Jesus said in Matthew 12, 37, by your words, you will be justified. And by your words, you will be condemned. Mm. Remember when Jesus spoke to the fig tree, that story, that is just, it's awesome, right? In Matthew 21, verses 18 to 21, Jesus was hungry. And he is, and his disciples were walking and he, you know, they came to a fig tree. And when Jesus came close to it, he saw that there were no figs on it. Now, in, in all fairness, I guess you could say, well, not really, because he's the creator of the universe. That fig should have said, okay, yes, sir. Even though it wasn't the season for figs, the creator was coming. That thing should have produced some figs, right? But Jesus uh, saw that there were no figs on it and Jesus was hungry and he cursed the tree. Now, he didn't say, I curse you, tree, okay? You don't, you don't have to release a curse just by saying, I curse you. Just by saying something negative, something awful, you know, something that 
produces death. Your words, they give life or they give death. And Jesus, Jesus's words produced death. That was the result uh, in that fig tree. Because Jesus, you know, said, it says, okay, and he cursed the tree and said, this is how he cursed it, never again shall fruit grow on you. Mm. Immediately, the tree dried up and died. They didn't see the manifestation of it for, you know, uh, probably 12 to 24 hours because it says in the morning when they came by, they saw that the tree was dead. But the moment he released those words, instantly, the power was released, bam, and it was in motion and that fig tree was dead. It was good as dead. That thing was, it was done, right? And then the followers who were there with him were amazed and asked Jesus, how did the fig tree dry up so quickly? And Jesus answered, I tell you the truth. And Jesus always spoke the truth, but he did it for their benefit. He said, I tell you the truth and for our benefit. If you have faith and do not doubt, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will be able to do what I did to this tree and even more. Whoa. Those were Jesus's words. Wow. You will be able to say to this mountain, go fall into the sea. If you have faith, it will happen, right? If you believe, it, it says, he said, if you believe, you will receive anything you ask for in prayer. Now, according to God's will, you know, you, you're not just going to be, now, a lot of times people speak things, they believe in their heart that they really don't want to happen, and it ends up happening because, again, death and life is in the power of the tongue of your words. Okay, so last week I talked about how God gave me this awesome revelation based on scripture. And he said to me, stop saying you can't heal. Because I'm telling you, religious spirits will come out of the woodworks and say, no, you know, yeah, it's not my own power, right? But I want to show you, I'm telling you, this is what the Holy Spirit said to me. Stop saying, stop saying, I can't heal. I can't heal. Let's pray and God will heal you. Technically, yes, that's correct. You speak words and God's power is released. But this is what the Holy Spirit said. Stop saying, I can't heal. Right? Or it's like if you're looking at your body and you're you're seeing sickness, right? You're, you're like, God, please, God, please heal me, heal me. He said, Jesus said to his disciples, you Go and heal the sick. So let me let me keep going on this. Ugh. So when the Lord said to me, stop saying you can't heal, I was like, Lord, I need a scripture, right? And right away, it was brought back to my remembrance, the story about this centurion whose servant was sick, right? And the Holy Spirit showed me in Matthew 8, 7, because I looked it up. I knew the centurion servant. I didn't know it was Matthew 8 exactly, but it is. In Matthew 8, the centurion servant was sick and said to Jesus in verse 6, Lord, my servant lies at home paralyzed and in terrible agony. Jesus said, I will go and heal him. I will go and heal him. And the centurion answered, Lord, I'm not worthy to have you come under my roof, but just say the word and my servant will be healed. Right? And we know that that is what ended up happening. You know, and, and Jesus was like, whoa, your faith, I'm paraphrasing, your faith is amazing, be it unto you. You know, and his servant was healed from that very hour. But the point is, right? Oh, and someone just wrote, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you, Jureen. It, yes, that is exactly right. And that is scripture. 
You, so stop saying, I can't heal, right? Say, I can, I can, and I'm going to show you why you can. Exactly. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Woo! Glory to God. I do get excited. I really do. I can't hold it in. And when you're speaking God's word and you're hearing it come out of your mouth, that just builds your faith even more. It's awesome. Okay. So, okay. Lord, I'm not worthy to have you come under my roof, right? But just say the word. So we know his servant was healed from that very hour. Now, I know it's not my power. It's God's power, right? But Jesus gave it to me. The Holy Spirit, Christ in me, the hope of glory, Christ in you. That's why you have the power to do everything that Jesus did. He said, oh my gosh. He said, if you have faith and don't doubt, you will do what I did to this fig tree and even more. Jesus said it. And it wasn't just for them. It's believers. It's all who would believe, right? These things, it will happen in my name. And I'm going to talk about that. Glory to God. God is still healing people today. Jesus said in Luke 19, I give you authority over all the power of the enemy, right? Oh my gosh, in my name, go. He said, go, you know, go cleanse the leper, raise the dead, cast out devils, right? Freely you've received, freely give to others. Jesus gave this to us to be able to do it freely. You know, okay, I don't want to get ahead of myself because I can just, if I'm just speaking from my heart, I, I just, and I am speaking from my heart, but I do want to stay on point because I could, woo, and then before you know it, we're out of time. So I did make notes today because I, this is just important and I don't want to miss anything. So God absolutely is still healing people today. He wants you and I to be well, like more than anything. He wants us to be saved. He wants us to be, know that we're forgiven because he paid for us, he, he, you know, he paid not only for you to be saved and forgiven, right, your sins, he paid for you to be healed. That's why 1 Peter 2.24 says, by his stripes you were healed. He paid in full. It's done. But why aren't you seeing it? What are you speaking? What are you believing? But we're going to, I'm going to cover this. So, again... When the Lord said to me, stop saying, I can't heal. Because religious spirits, like I said, they'll come out, people in the church, people, listen, even pastors many times, you're like, you know, hey, I've got this. They're like, well, did you go to the doctor? Well, what did they say? Jesus wasn't pleased when his representatives couldn't heal the boy with the epileptic uh, symptoms, right? It, that he had those symptoms. And uh, the Bible says, called him lunatic, but he, he had these epileptic-like seizures, and the Lord was not pleased. He said, you unbelieving and perverse generation, how long do I have to be with you? How long do I have to suffer with you? Bring the boy to me, right? Because he wanted them to be able to do this. He was going to go to the cross. They were going to be representing him. You and I are here to represent him today. And I'm telling you, you know, I, I want to watch my words. But I am going after this with everything I've got and I've, I'm already seeing. I mean, I've seen things for many years, but it's like more and more and more because I'm working on it. And in any event, this is just, it's so important. So Jesus would say things like, I will go and heal him. Well, we're supposed to do the same things that Jesus did. We should be saying, I'll go and heal him. 
You know it's not your power, but it's Christ in you. He gave it to you. And he told them in Matthew 10, right? You go. You go. Heal the sick. He didn't say, you know, ask me to heal them. He said, heal them. I've given you authority over all the power of the enemy. I'm in you. Go. Represent me well. Heal them. Oh, praise God. Yay. Okay. So, and then in John 11, 11, Jesus said, our friend Lazarus sleeps, right? And they were like, oh, well, if he's sleeping, you know, he'll get better. He said, Lazarus is dead, right? He said, our friend Lazarus sleeps, but I go that I may wake him up. When's the last time you heard a, a believer say, oh, they died. I'm going to go wake them up. I'm telling you, this is what we have to do. This is what we have to start doing. And, but I'm going to give you the key to unwavering faith in just a few minutes. Oh my, my. So it was the father in Jesus doing the work, but Jesus understood that the father had given him power and authority to represent the father perfectly, right? By the Holy Spirit, right? That was upon him. Mm, praise God. In John 14, 10, Jesus said, do you not believe that I am in the father and the father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own. Instead, it is the Father dwelling in me, performing his works. That's exactly what we have today. Christ in us. You know, Jesus said when, when he was getting ready um, later he, to, to go to the cross, he said, as the Father sends me, I now send you. Right? He said, as the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And this is what we are supposed to be doing now. Matthew 10, 1. Jesus called his 12 disciples together and gave them authority to cast out evil spirits and to heal every kind of disease and illness. That's awesome. Luke 14. See, I have to give you, I have to give you scripture because you have to see the different places where it says this. Luke 4, 17, 19, the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him, handed to Jesus. Unrolling it, he found the place where it was written. The spirit of the Lord is on me, right, or is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim deliverance to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Guess what? That is exactly what you and I have been anointed for now. Now, we have to understand that we are God's representatives here on the earth now. So we bring glory and honor to the Father when we do the works that Jesus did. It's the truth. So John 14, 11, and 12, believe me. Jesus said, believe me that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me, or at least believe on the account of the works themselves, right? When people see you doing these things and people get healed and listen, sometimes it will result in a miracle and sometimes it will be a recovery. So it will take a little bit of time, but I'm going to give you the key in a second to the unwavering faith. So then he said, Truly, truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I am doing. He will do even greater things than these, right? Because I am going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. So that means you can't just, you know, ask for anything and expect God to do it. 
in my name so that the Father will be glorified. It's got to be according to God's will. But guess what? Healing is God's will. And it was always God's will to heal. When Jesus was here on the earth, what did he do? He preached, he taught, he healed. That's all he did. He preached, he taught, he healed. Right? Everywhere he went. Oh my gosh. He demonstrated and represented his Father perfectly. And that's what we need to be striving for. Glory. Okay. So you guys ready? What is the key to unwavering faith? Oh my gosh, the Lord revealed this to me last week about, you know, healing. That not only can you as a believer be healed, but you can go and heal others. Yes, okay, yes you can. I'm, I'm going to get to it in a minute. And these signs will accompany those that believe. In my name, they will drive out demons, they'll speak with new tongues, they'll pick up snakes with their hands, and if they drink any deadly poison, I always think chemo, right? It will not harm them. They will lay their hands on the sick and they will be made well or they shall recover. As a believer, and I just said this, well, I didn't say this part, but as a believer, you don't even need someone to lay hands on you. You don't. Jesus, you know, laying hands... Yes, you can lay hands on believers, but if they say that they're believing, but they're not really believing, it's sometimes, you know, how do I say this? Healing is to be a sign for unbelievers. Like when you lay hands, it's to be a sign to unbelievers that God is real and they're going to want Jesus, right? But even those who, who say that they believe or they are believers, we need to help them build their faith. Okay, and that's why I do these broadcasts, because my assignment is to spread the good news, right, the gospel, the good news that Jesus not only saves, forgives, but he heals too, right? And so much more. It's just, he's, he loves you. He loves us, right? Okay. Here's the key. You don't consider anything but God's word. Listen to me carefully. Okay. You see, here's the key. You, you, you believe God's word. You speak God's word. You act on God's word. And whatever you hear contrary, nope, 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 nope. You don't even take it into consideration. None of it. None of it. None of it. Okay? None of it. You just, you don't believe in it. I mean, you don't consider it. Okay. So... And the reason is, and what I mean by that, okay, maybe I need to clarify a little bit. Maybe I need to clarify a little bit. Well, I am going to clarify, and I'm going to back it up with Scripture. <laughs> Unbelief stops, the, stops God's power in its tracks. You know, I've talked about before how, like, when you speak God's Word, it's in motion now, headed for the target, for whatever it is that you're, you know, um, like, like, say, a sickness of any kind. I don't care, cancer, tumors, whatever it is, you're commanding. You speak God's word, you command. You curse the seed and the root of that thing. You command it to dry up and die at the roots in Jesus' name, right? Now, what I mean by this, okay, so now you've just released God's word. It's in motion. God showed me this like a spinning top, like it's in motion. Faith pulls like gravity. It's in motion. And the only thing that is going to stop it is by you coming into agreement now with something else. So it's in motion. Then you get a thought, well, that, no, you, no, that's not really, 
true. You and then you're like, oh well, maybe it isn't. You just you just pulled it back in reverse. What did Jesus say? If you believe and don't doubt, don't doubt in your heart. Believe what God said. Believe the words that you're speaking in agreement with God's word, right? And then, you know, a doctor comes back and says, no, no, you're going to die. No, you don't consider that. You don't consider that. Okay. All right. Unbelief stops God's power in his tracks. When you come into agreement with anything other than God's words, that's what you're releasing. That's the truth, right? How do people get saved? They confess with their mouth and they believe with their heart. They confess Jesus is Lord, their Lord, and they believe it with their heart and they get saved, right? That's how people get saved. If you don't speak and believe, it doesn't happen. It's not going to, I'm telling you, and it's free. It wasn't free for Jesus, but it is his gift to you and me. Wow. Isn't that awesome? Jesus paid for you for your sins, right? And he paid for you to be healed. He paid for you to have eternal life, but he paid for your, for your body to be healed, right? So it's not a question of, you know, whether God will heal you. It's like, God, you know, I'm waiting for you to heal me. And Jesus is like, I shed every ounce of blood that I had. Those stripes on my back, right? He was marred and disfigured more than any human being ever, the Bible says, right? And yet, he's like, you need to just receive it. But do you believe that I died for you? Do you believe that I shed every ounce of blood, not just for you, for you, but for the whole world? Yeah. Okay, well, if you really believe that, receive it. So it's a matter. How do you receive it? Lord, I believe that you died for me. I believe that you died for me. You died for all of us, right? For the sins of the whole world. But you also paid at that whipping post by your stripes for me to be healed in my physical body. Lord, I believe it. I believe. Get the picture. Watch the passion if you have to. Go on YouTube and, you know, go on YouTube and watch that 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 scene at the the beating you know you can do the search you know beating at the whipping post watch it and and even it was even worse than that in real life but i'm just saying you know watch it get the vision of jesus that he did that for you so you could be healed not just so you could be saved and go to heaven when you're when you're out of here you know what? There's a real nasty devil out there and people are blaming God for what is not God's fault, for what is the devil's fault, but they don't know how to fight. They don't know what the word of God says. They're just going by what they've heard their whole lives like, oh, well, that's it. People get sick and you just have to, you know, hope it doesn't happen to you. Baloney, baloney. You can do something about it. You can do something about it. Jesus said, I give you authority over all the power of the enemy. And you know I'm not yelling at you. I love you. And I am. I want to help you. And I want to see you, you know, overcome anything that comes into your path. And help to build the faith of people who say that they believe. Right? Jereen, me too. Right? She said, breaks my heart. Right? It's It's true. Oh my gosh, it, yeah, it, it hurts. And how do you think Jesus feels? He's like, 
oh man, you know? Yeah, it's like believers, they're gonna go be with him and that'll be great, but but they didn't have to go sick. They didn't have to, you didn't have to be sick. You don't have to be sick. I've seen too much. I've seen healing in my own life. I can't, don't even have time to get into it now and the life of my husband and the life of, you know, people that I care about and people that, that well, I care about all people. <laughs> but I'm just saying, this, you don't have to be sick. You can receive healing for yourself and you can go and heal others. Jesus said so. Mm. And when you've done all to do, you stand like Ephesians 6 says, you know, I want to mention something here. For those of you who know who Smith Wigglesworth is, was, right? He's gone home to be with the Lord now. Apparently, like 23 people um, were raised from the dead in his ministry. He was called the Apostle of Faith. If you don't know who he is, you know, you can Google him sometimes. Smith Wigglesworth. Wigglesworth was his last name. He's from England. But in any event, Smith Wigglesworth was not moved. I mean, you know, the way, I'm just saying, the way that, that he dealt with sickness was, you know, he would punch people, but he would say, I'm not punching them, I'm punching the devil. But they were healed. They were always healed. There were times he punched people, they fell, and the audience thought he, they were dead. He thought, they, they thought he killed them. And I remember reading about this, you know, one, one lady that she had a big tumor in her belly, and he said, pick her up. So she had people on either side of her picking her up. She had this big tumor in her belly and he said, let her go. And they let her go and she fell on her stomach. <gasps> oh my gosh. And he said, pick her up. And they picked her up again and she fell again. And they, and some man in the audience said, leave the poor woman alone. You're going to kill her. And he said, you mind your business. I know my business. He wasn't moved that's what I'm talking about. He considered not. He, he didn't consider anything that anybody said. They picked her up a third time and that tumor fell right, right out from underneath her dress and she was perfectly healed. I'm just saying that's one, you know, instance and people saw this stuff. You know, it is just amazing. I know it sounds whatever, but guess what? Moses parting the Red Sea could sound like that too, right? I'm just saying. You know, I mean, it's like if, if we can't learn to believe God and take him at his word, what are we going to imagine that we're going to see, right? How are we going to raise the dead? Mm, just saying, right? Okay. Let me just see this. So you got to stop considering or being moved by what you see, what you feel, what you hear, what other people say, man's wisdom versus God's wisdom. You know, it's easy to say, oh no, I'll just believe God. But then when you're listening or you're Googling, you know, doctor says you have this kind of cancer and you're on the internet. No, no, don't even consider it. I'm just saying, listen, I'm just speaking. You can choose to believe or not to believe, but I know my assignment, right? Yeah, praise God. So, you don't focus on anything. Okay, let me give you from the Bible, right? And it is a spiritual law. It's a spiritual law that when there's no unbelief and you speak God's word and you stand on it, it's going to happen. Jesus said it over and over and it will and it will. And, you know, Jesus said, be like a child, childlike faith. Think about a child 
children believe. You know, now, now there may be people watching going, yeah, but my earthly father was no good. I can't believe him. Well, my earthly father wasn't around either, you know, but guess what? I don't care about that. I am supposed to come like a child. Let children believe. Children believe. And Jesus said, such is the kingdom of God, right? The children. Theirs is the kingdom of heaven, right? Mm. Come like a child. When God told Abraham he was going to have a son the following year, right? He, the angels came and they told Abraham, a year from now, you're going to have a son. And it says in Romans 4.19 that Abraham did not consider. This is huge. Abraham did not consider his body, which was now dead, basically, meaning to have children, which was now dead because it was 100 years old. And he didn't consider the deadness of Sarah's womb, right? He only believed God. This is why it was uh, Abraham, you know, it, it's accounted to him in the Bible as justified faith, right? This is the key to unwavering faith. Don't consider. Now, listen. Um, and I saw someone write, if you, if you are on medication, okay, if you're on med if you're taking medication because the doctor says that you have to, and you know that your belief isn't yet where it needs to be, then go, you know what? I'm not going to tell you, stop taking your medication, take it, build your faith in the meantime, build your faith. That is what I'm going to tell you to do. Build your faith because if you don't believe and then you're not, you know, if you stop taking the medicine and then you're like, yeah, but what? No, you're not ready to stop taking the medicine. You're not ready to just build, I'm saying build your faith. So we are just like, we're totally out of time. But let me just mention that um, I have put together, God gave me seven scriptures to stand on when you're standing for healing. And I mean to stand on and make them personal to you. And I did write them out. And if you go to my website at lisabuldo.com, right on the homepage, just put your name and email in there. And this way I can stay in touch with you too. And immediately in just a couple of minutes, you'll get an email in your inbox with those seven scriptures. And I'm telling you, you know, print that out, stand on it, stand and I'm telling you, I want you to write in and, you know, actually before we go, I'm going to, I'm going to just, I'm going to pray for you too. I'm going to, you know, God didn't say pray for them. He said, heal them. So I'm going to release healing to you in Jesus name and amen. Amen. So right now, Father, I just want to thank you right now for everyone watching. And I thank you, Lord, for the authority that you have given us as believers, Lord, over all the power of the enemy, according to Luke 16, 19. And Lord, right now, in your name, Lord Jesus, I command any and every unclean spirit to leave every person under the sound of my voice and who is watching right now. In Jesus' name, you unclean spirit, you leave right now in Jesus' name. And do not return. Do not return into the person in Jesus' name. And I command, I declare, I decree, and I command every cell of your body to be made perfectly well right now. Every cell of your body right now being made perfectly well in Jesus' mighty name, by his stripes, you were healed. And so be it in Jesus' name. We do not have to complicate this. Jesus said it. 
I believe it and that settles it. And that's what you need to say as well. And keep saying it until you believe it. This is how you'll build your faith. Faith comes by hearing. Okay, well, I love you. I bless you in Jesus' name. If this video has blessed you, make sure that you share it on social media. Let's advance God's kingdom together. And let me know what you took away from this and what else you, you, know, you want to know about. And I know I talk about healing more than anything else because God keeps giving me revelation on it because he wants you to walk in this. Glory to God. So I love you. I bless you in Jesus' name. And I'll see you next time. All right. Take care. Bye-bye.